Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm your host, Bob Siegel, joined by soon-to-be dad, Brendan Thomas. Brendan, how you doing? Very good. Very nervous now all of a sudden. because In the I'm next getting... couple of weeks, we're not going to be having you on yeah, our show. Yeah, we'll even have closer, to have Jim Barrier on without his stump, Jim Barrier. Oh, man. That's gonna st- <laughs> he's going to be like wondering, man, well, the third worthy, segment's here. Where's tell the him it's a worthy cause. Somebody's being born. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So today, I have a very, very special announcement to make. It's been, I think, over a year or two since you have given me the sequel, and I've finally come around to watching it. We are going to talk about Demetrius and the Gladiator from 1954, a sequel to The Robe. Yes, we spent some time reviewing The Robe, and we both liked the movie. Mm -hmm. And this sequel was made immediately afterward. It came out the next year. Right, The Robe wasn't even released, and the studio approved of a sequel. And it was a hit. One good thing I'll say for it right off, at least in those days, they didn't call the movie The Robe Part 2. Exactly. At least they gave it a different name, so let's at least give them credit for that right off the bat. I'll I'll give it that, but at the same time, then it's kind of hard to find the next title of the film sometimes. So I wouldn't mind like chapter two of The Robe or something like that to know that it's a continuation of it because it's a separate title now. I don't know what, because if it was just called, you know, like Jaws, and then all of a sudden it's called The Shark is the next one. I'm like, (laughs) oh, wait. Okay. So first, the reason why I was asking about the sequel of The Robe is because if you remember my review, I thought Victor Mature's performance was the best in that movie. He was so, so awesome. Yes. And then that's when you mentioned... And yet the main character in the first movie was Marcellus, and now Victor Mature is the star from start to finish in Exactly. This one. Yeah, he's Demetrius. And you said, well, then you might like this next one, although you might have an issue, because one of my cons in the robe was another character in that movie. You didn't movie. like the performance of Caligula. No, And there's I... far more Caligula in Demetrius and the Gladiators yes. than there even was in the robe. Exactly. So let's get into it here. So it was written by Philip Dune, who was the same writer as The Robe and to remind people I've seen a couple of his other movies like Luck of the Irish from 1948 and The Count of Monte Cristo in 1934 I've seen those it's also directed by Delmer Daves who also directed Broken Arrow from 1950 starring James Stewart who I can still I think I do a pretty good impression of James Stewart still in my opinion but who is the other one he's a fun one who is the one James James Stewart why are you talking about Mr. Potter you are really something you sit here in your scurvy little office who is the uh, SNL cast member that did a really good James Oh, Stewart. that was Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Did you ever see the lost ending of It's a Wonderful Right, life? and John Levitz plays, uh, <laughs> plays Mr. Mr. Potts. And George all... Bailey, I can explain that. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> the other movies he directed include the original 310 to Yuma from 1957 and 1964's Youngblood Hawk, which I thought was quite interesting. I like that star James Franciscus, who wasn't in a lot of movies, but I'm a big fan of his. And of course, being a writer, who somebody who also writes novels, I love the story. It's about a novelist who sells his first novel. I thought it was quite interesting. The book came out in 1962 and Hollywood quickly jumped on it. And the book is much better and the book ends differently and the book deals much more with the McCarthy area. The book was written by Herman Woke who went on to become famous for the novels The Winds of War and War and Remembrance. Young Bloodhawk, I liked the movie. I loved the novel. So So, you want to check out the novel, Young Bloodhawk. Okay, well, to be fair, there's a lot of times where the book is obviously better than the movie. 
nine out of ten times the book is better. It also has to deal with like how you imagine the story of how you would have interpreted it that way. It you does. Know? So, that and kind of these days with the mini series, they can do more justice to a novel. In the days when they had to put a whole novel into a two hour or ninety minute movie, it was just impossible to do justice to it. Right. I know that there's a, a new Dracula movie out right now, and apparently it only takes place for one chapter of Bram Stoker's original Dracula oh, well, novel. They're and they're trying to extend up for a sequel for exactly sure. yeah. yeah but it, that's a better way to do it because it fleshes, so? well it fleshes out the characters better and gives the pacing of the original novel better. i could see that because my argument with you know ralph bashke's lord of the rings for example that takes over two books and do you know how big those books are you're trying to condense it in a oh you mean that film? original animated lord yes of the, oh, that exactly was, that was not very popular i oh i know it wasn't popular it i think it was as good. bad as people say but certainly no. the one that they did recently peter jackson jackson yeah. was much better you um, get to flesh out there's the character. No comparison. Right. There's you get to flesh out the characters more. You get to describe the inner workings of some of their Yeah, struggles. the first one took you through the fellowship of the ring and about half of the two towers and they did it all in like ninety minutes or so. And it just exactly. could not possibly and it's do just justice. rushing the story yeah, like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Definitely. So anyways, going back to Demetrius and the Gladiators starring Victor yeah, Mature. We did have to get back to I know, sorry, I was going we? off on a track there. Yeah. <laughs> it stars Victor Mature, obviously, Susan Hayward, Michael Rennie, William Marshall, Deborah Paget, and Bancroft. Jay Robinson, Barry Jones, Richard Egan, and Ernest Borgnine. Which, by the way, when I was watching, I was like, man, I got to go back and watch Mikhail's Navy because that's all I'm hearing in his character is Mikhail's Navy over yeah. and over. <laughs> well, and from here to eternity, where Borgnine plays one really bad villain. He was oh, he excellent does. In that. And Marty, where he won the Academy Award. That's right. A yes. lot of good Borgnine. And then, of course, Anne Bancroft, infamous for Mrs. Robinson. That's in right. The I was going to get to that. And you beat me to it. So there you go. Deborah See? Paget played the part of. Oh, Paget. Oh, I thought it was Paget. Okay, oh, so Paget. No, 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 you're, you're right. right. I'm no, not great right. at pronunciation either. You may be giving it right, but she was in the Ten Commandments. She played Joshua's girlfriend in the Ten oh, Commandments. Oh, I didn't recognize that. Yeah. Okay, so next time I have to look back into that again. So let me get into what I really liked about the movie. First off, the action scenes are amazing. My goodness. For 1954 and the stunt work they have to do with the tigers. I do want to say they, one thing, though. Okay. The best Gladiator movie ever made was Spartacus. I know everybody likes the movie Gladiator. I would put Spartacus as the best gladiator movie. Obviously, Demetrius was a good gladiator movie, too. Mm -hmm. I would disagree on the whole gladiator being the best gladiator movie because the ending is so disappointing. You go through so much with this prince in terms of how he treats that gladiator throughout the whole film, and it's a simple one quick stab of the sword, and that's it. You're done with it all of a sudden. (laughs) He is such an awful character. You want to see a little bit more than that to me personally, but that's my major gripe of gladiator because otherwise I still think it's an excellent film. I do think Russell Crowe's a tremendous actor. He's an excellent but I have actor. to give Spartacus the nod for best gladiator and, movie. By the way, I want to say this out loud in public. I'm not naming my son Russell because of Russell Crowe. I'm tired of people <laughs> saying, oh, like Russell Crowe. I'm like, no, oh, not like that. Is that why that. they made that Brussels sprout joke on the last show? <laughs> yeah, Russell they sprout. Take, oh, uh, Russell it's cute. sprout. It's okay, cute. I yeah. like it. <laughs> so another thing I really like, and I already described this in the robe, is the camera work and the production. I love the wide shots of this movie, and you get to see basically the stage, I guess you could describe it, but the building that they built for the settings of everything it is gorgeous to look at and man the amount of time they had to get through to build all these sets is just insane i bet so i want to give a huge shout out to the production team and the camera work for that reason and then also victor mature's performance once again i really really enjoyed it he's just so engaging as an actor and he's going to get in my top 10 of favorite okay, i'm going to give you another time. one to get back to us finally in two years and watch and okay. that is samson and delilah with victor mature as samson okay a lot of fun You'll- okay and that was a Cecil B. DeMille 
Chazelle, same guy that did Ten Commandments. Would that be your favorite performance from Victor Mature? No, personally? my favorite performance from him it would be Demetrius okay, in both good. of these movies, yes. Okay, okay. Because I wanted to talk about the other thing I really loved is Demetrius's character arc. This movie is not as strong in terms of the story itself. It really kind of... because the story was more or less over in the last movie, exactly, which is the problem exactly. with most sequels. Here, your main focus is Caligula's wanting that robe! <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll get into his... I want perf- that robe! Uh, I want it now! That, that, I'll get into his performance a in a second. A little bit of overacting, I guess we can say. Yeah, a little bit? Uh, the, the concept of less is more was lost on this Thank actor. you, thank you. So what I like about his character is we get to really interpret his strength of faith. At this point, his owner, Marcellus, is that right? Marcel- oh, you mean in the original in the first movie? One, yeah, first Mar- movie, yeah, that was, was Marcellus, Marcellus, played by Richard Burton. Right, right. His owner has been killed. Jesus Christ has been killed. And now he also has, a. I think it's a love interest. It was Deborah yes, uh, Paget's that, character. Yeah, that he did he have thought, a love interest. For a quick known. second, he thought she was dead. And that's what led him to a crisis of faith. Exactly. I love that internal struggle. I think that's one of the most interesting Because it makes things. them human beings. Exactly. And we can relate to them better. Exactly. So in terms of a character story arc or character stories in general, I think this movie does a much better job than The Robe. But personally, I'm more of a plot guy myself. Character stories can only hang on to me for so long. That's why I'm It would be nice to have both, a good plot and good characters. Exactly. Obviously, we need both. Yes. Last thing I wanted to give a shout out to for the pros is the musical score. I love the musical score. Same movie. for The Robe, too. Yeah. I love the music. In fact, we've used The Robe as bumper music for our yeah. radio show. If we had a chance to play more of the music later on, sometimes with Demetrius music it does hint at robe music sometimes here and there to give a yeah shout they out gave it the same theme but i believe it was a different composer than exactly the last movie. Yeah. yeah and i think he still does a fantastic job with yeah, it yeah they I made it very derivative yeah. of it now here's my cons about the movie deborah paget i think her performance too is too sweet it's too <laughs> sweet and also man for a poor woman her hair and makeup is just immaculate uh, it welcome just to hollywood in the golden <laughs> age of hollywood brendan can i also say that honestly her performance reminds me of richard burton and the fact that if you remember I had like a disagreement with you in terms of her performance was really really 1950-esque bland to me I wasn't really enthralled with anything she was really doing on the screen yeah. and she's such an important character too like at least with the robe he's the main character so it hurts the film a little bit more but this one's still a really important character for Demetrius and his character arc as well so I didn't like her performance obviously I did not like Jay Robinson's performance of Caligula <laughs> I've been hinting at it all night well here. the way he yelled would have been fine for some of it but what you want to do is, is moderate it some and, and be a villain in the subtle ways too that's what was lost on and what's even more hurtful is the fact that the robe wasn't even released yet so his criticisms i bet of his performance wasn't to him yet so he's still going okay i'll just say over the top oh huh? my gosh, oh, no! yeah. and then lastly like i said the main story itself is just not as interesting as the characters are again our main focus is just on the robe and caligula trying to get it back when i really think it could have been something Something along more focus on Demetrius's side. Again, I love his character arc story, but we can continue on. Maybe he's going on adventures away from everyone instead of getting caught and having to fight gladiators is what I'm thinking. I also but, thought much as the action sequences were good, it was a little over the top when Demetrius is in the arena and he's killing one lion after another. It was, I, it was a little too much. It was up there with James Bond jumping <laughs> on top of somebody else's parachute after he's parachuted off. Right? I can make sense. Last thing I'll say about these are the interesting facts I have besides the studio wanted the sequel before the robe was even released Victor Mature himself has stated publicly this was his least favorite role he had 
had ever done. He also said that this role actually led him to be clinically depressed. He was actually diagnosed with that. I wonder why that is. I actually thought it was one of his better According to him, he said he just never felt like he grew as a person from this movie. And plus, he just never liked acting, he said later on in life. Again, (laughs) I personally say his acting here is much better than the role. But even then, I think they're both fantastic performances. I can't complain about a single thing from either side of it. Now, I do want to make one historical note. And I believe I mentioned this when we talked about the robe, but that was a while ago. Emperor Caligula never persecuted Christians. No. He became emperor right after Tiberius. Now, they've got his character down. He was ruthless. He was bloodthirsty. He did hassle the Jews. He would have done these things to Christians if he could have. But Christianity hadn't really made its way to the point of Rome perceiving them as any kind of threat yet. What was going on is in the robe. They wanted a big epic. They wanted to start with the crucifixion of Christ and end with the persecution of Christians in Rome. And they just didn't have enough time historically to do that. So what would have been Nero, they made Caligula, but Caligula was a lot like Nero, so I'm fine with it. I don't mind the historical liberty, but it, since we're a program no. about the Bible, I do want to point that out to of the course, audience. Of course, of course, and I bet Caligula would be like, why am I screaming so much in this movie? I don't I don't <laughs> scream this much, do now, I? Now, this is a piece of trivia. Are you much of a Star Trek fan, the original one with Captain Kirk? I, I am familiar with it, but does that well, have something to do with Jay Robinson? There was an episode called Ellen of Troyes. It was like a takeoff of the Taming of the Shrew, and it was this woman that had to be tamed, and Jay Robinson plays the diplomat who's supposed to tame her. Okay. And he's not yelling and screaming as much as Caligula. And this was made years after the robe. And he was actually pretty good. Okay, I'll take a role. look into that because I'm, I'm familiar with the Shrew episode for sure. Yeah, he obviously. says, Captain, when I'm around them, I do not want to educate them. I want to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty funny in that okay. role. I was going to say, I know that Jay Robinson, I looked it up his filmography. He was in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I thought he would have been more over the top than Pee-wee possibly. <laughs> now, I saw that years ago. I do not recall him I don't being recall. in it, but he I, has a small. I, his role was cook, so he had a very. I small understood role that he got into some trouble with the law after the Roman Demetrius and was in jail for a while, and obviously that put a dent in his career. Probably, I'm assuming. And then, lastly, the movie cost two million dollars to make, and it made twenty six million dollars in the box office, so a huge profit. Not that we see a lot of profit from other films these days in the box office because ticket prices are expensive as all get out. All of a sudden, I don't get why I need to spend twenty eight dollars to go see one movie. I'm going to go to the eight movie theater down the road. But I'll say this, you could watch the movie in the theater in those days without sitting next to somebody who's texting or letting their cell phone ring. Yeah, or talking or really, talking. really loudly. Thank you. So overall, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. That's and, not bad. And I will give it an but average. But you would agree that it was not quite as good as No, the definitely not. I think I gave that movie an 8 out of 10, if not a 9 out of that 10. That was a wonderful film. Yeah, and I'm overall, if I had to do a letter grade, because you do letter grades, I believe, for your ratings, I give it a C, per, oh, personally okay. for me. Okay. So what would you give the movie overall? out of uh, somewhere between C and B minus a fun movie like I've told you I'm not a big fan of sequels unless something was designed as a series from the beginning like Star Wars was and when they're only making a sequel because the first one makes money it's kind of a disingenuous story so I think this falls into that category but having said that it's a lot of fun I like Victor Mature I'm also a big fan of Michael Rennie who's most popular for being in The Day the Earth Stood Still not, that's right not yes. that idiotic Keanu Reeves no. global warming version no. Oh, I can't the, stand that one either. The real version. Yes, I know. So overall, again, we like the film. If you haven't seen it, then definitely check it out. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob.